Hello and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. The show that you get banter that you will never get anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you can search the internet, you can search YouTube, but you'll never get motorsport news quite like this. <laughs> and <true>. incredible <laughs> offers, because I have got a bombshell of an offer tonight. Oh, have you? An incredible offer. That Is it even literally a bomb's shell? Uh, no, no, it's it's really significant. Oh, it's a good thing. Oh, wow. it, I mean, I would, I, if I were you, I'd be getting booking a car rental and get ready to drive because this is going to be worth your shot. Worth driving, a shot. driving. Mm. Now, I, I'm so excited about it. I thought, should I wait to tell it at the start, or should no. I make people wait and see? Oh no, I hate that. I mean, it's up to you, <laughs> but I hate that. All right, we'll tell you in this show, this that, and the other. Well, tell me then. In a minute. Right. I've actually switched off things. Go on, go on. Right. Whatever our you good, want to do. Our good friend, Adam Croft, who just finished third in uh, the Caterham series that he was racing in on Ooh. Saturday there. Well, um, I'm not sure if that was at Croft, or it was one of the main, it was, or Snetterton, I think it was. Um, no he has just put up an offer on Facebook. On his, mm. If you go to simtrack.co.uk or for Simtrack on Facebook, they are offering a one-hour free session absolutely free um, in their simulator and this simulator is incredible it is it really the most up-to-date thing you're ever going to get plus you get taught they will they will they will you will you will get probably james kellett alongside you to analyze your driving to help you as to you know when to brake when to accelerate and to help you master the circuits coaching um, proper coaching. Yeah, proper coaching right and you also get a and they they coach it. pros don't they this isn't yeah, like this isn't some kid that's played a lot of games and is like telling you when to break, yeah. is it? This is a professional he is just, driving coach showing you yeah. how to how race to a professional sim. This is not the virtual F1 sims or your game sims, is it? This is yeah. proper sims. Hello, um, yeah, so just to plug that, you know, it's a proper thing. So it, yeah, on. I mean, amazing. It's a proper car. So it's, it's a shell of a car. And genetics, uh, aren't there? It's a genetic. Yeah, genetics. Yeah. yeah, I think they've got an Aston Martin as well. I think, um, and you can you can choose. There's a whole host of options. So you need to get in there and and book it. It's free in July and August. Specific dates in July and August. So you need to get on the phone to them first thing tomorrow morning, <coughs> or or you can book through their Facebook page, uh, which is SimTrack. Um, and uh, yes, our good friend Adam will get you a, a one-hour free session. Um, I said I immediately commented saying you might regret that because I'm coming. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'll crash it straight away. Yeah. But I only had 15 minutes, and in that 15-minute session that we had last year, it was incredible. So really, I, I mean, I wanted to book another session properly. Actually, that's one of my goals for the end of the year mm. um, because it helped me so much in driving. Um, and remember, James Killett is a is a championship winner in the Geneta Cup as well. Um, and he's racing this year too, so um, you're getting someone who's really he's beaten Lando Norris. And the Ginetta, so, the Ginetta racing is close. Oh, it's, oh yeah, very, it's, it's wild. really competitive. Yeah, yeah that um, car's wild. And it's crazy. When fun, you see it, a lot yeah. of fun, a lot of fun to watch. I mean, so it's just an offer. Tough, you'd only get that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, so I would get yourself to Avis, get yourself a, the cheapest car you can get and drive. Avis on. in Wales. <laughs> I'm not in Cardiff, you know. This is. Well, easy, easy. What's the one enterprise they deliver to your door? I don't know. I won't go with them. I use a, I use a, a place that's in uh, Sandidnam. 
which oh I've yes, they've told me many that. many years. Very yes. good. and they deliver to your door too. It's just they're not. Oh, they are. If they're still going, it's been a long time since I've. It might be an FS door Polonaise. No, <laughs> no, no, no. All of their cars were less than a year old. All of them. That's pretty good. No, that's very good actually. Because they, I think they kept them for nine months, and then they were before the, the mileage got too high, that, and people no, threaded them too much. Yeah. Oh, I have such fond memories of 1.6 yeah. litre LS <laughs> Nissan Primera. It was red, and there was a grey one. The grey one was my favourite. They were good. Oh. I was actually watching a touring car race mm. from a few years ago, well, from 20 years ago, and they had the Primera race oh, car yeah. with uh, Anthony Reid. He won a few, quite a few races in that. He uh, had a big coming together with Rickard Rydell. Yes, he, he did. Was, <laughs> Yeah, well, it was at Brands Hatch, and he just pushed them out of the way. Yeah. And Rydell came and opened his door. Yes. And yes. Yeah, so that was quite a good one. Oh, uh, so that's another fun series, if anybody likes motorsports. Oh, tuning cars is amazing. <clears throat> and th th I was watching, but the biggest thing, and this is another bit of, of news I thought was quite interesting. The, in 1995, when Colin McRae became the World Rally Champion, when he won mm -hmm. the REC Rally, Yes. Guess how many spectators there were that attended that rally? And I think the rally was probably about two or three days at that time, wasn't it? It was over about three days, I think. It was the RAC, wasn't it? Lombard RAC rally back in the day in the Keel de Forests. And oh, but I think if they counted all of this, all of the stages, um, guess how many people turned up? Oh, dear. Oh, uh, uh, 200,000. Times that by 10. Two million? Two million that's insane yeah that that is when motorsport shows how many people like it now because it, it was the first ever uh, british world rally champion and he was getting closer and closer to winning the rally and i think by the last few stages yes he was he the was first and he was going to be the first brits to win the lombard rsc rally since yeah. jim, the, the jim clark with tony pond back in the lotus yeah. Cortina, wasn't it I mean, back in the 60s it would have been yeah there. yeah so, so there were two million people that watched the Lombard RNC rally to see Colin McRae win. It was like watching some of those old pictures in the 80s, you know, like in the African rallies, where everyone just stood right Stands on the road. In the way. It was so dangerous. But they were all they were all holding their Scottish flags and all that stuff, but they were right on the roadside. But Colin McRae was just going as, as fast as they could. Some, right of the them, some of them were holding big logs. I'm not saying that anyone put a log in front of Sykes' car at any point and broke his <laughs> suspension. But it may have happened. It wasn't there when Colin McRae went past. Uh. And it wasn't there when Carl Sight went past. So there, there is some debate as whether, whether yeah. exactly kosher. But it wasn't like McRae was last and they knocked everybody out. It was... Is that what you call friendly banter and support? <laughs> I'm not sure the FIA would approve of that. But, um, I mean, but uh, you couldn't believe the amount of people that were there. Wow. I mean, he got out of the car at the end. I mean, it, well, it was incredible. And Colin McRae and Richard Burns had such a loss, such a terrible loss. Oh, yeah. I mean, Burns just dropped dead. Brain aneurysm, wasn't yeah. it? He just well, he had, died. He had cancer. He had, he had a brain tumour. And then he, yeah. he, it was very quick and it couldn't, they couldn't do anything. It was fast, though. It was like, one minute yeah. is there, next minute is gone. It's like, ooh. Because he was doing testing notes, he was doing the rallying pace notes, and he and he had a, a he, he collapsed or he, or he had some he had an issue, he had a, a, mm, a, um, mm. an occasion, and then and then after that he got checked out, and that's when they found a brain tumor. Yeah, and yeah. Then from there it went it went it got worse. It Obviously they, they they couldn't very fast. Yeah, I think it was less than a year, but nine months. Yes, it was. It was less than a year. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that. 
But I mean, to have two incredible champions like that just go, um, who were, you know, but, but my, my, my thing was in terms of the, the REC rally, I mean, I remember going to see it in the early 90s. I remember 1990 going to see it at Kilder Forest, and that was great fun. Um, but that, you know, to have two million people turn up to watch a, a rally event is <clears throat> exceptional. And I think that now they'd struggle to get 5% of that and maybe 100,000 across the whole country. So you kind of think, what can you do? You know, in 20 years, what's happened? It's in the woods, tree falls over all the time. It's <laughs> quite a good Italian response, I think, isn't it? <laughs> uh, this, this, the logs, they fall. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I, I love the oak, an oak branch. You get in the middle of Kiel, the forest, where it's all pine trees. Oak branch, yes, in the in the in the forest, the branches fall. This one fell from the South Downs, mate. That's a very good contribution from Matt. I have to say, oh, made but no, it's, it's amazing to see that that, that you know that, that can happen. And, and it goes, and now you think, what can they do? Why is it that there's not got that same audience participation on the kind Well, of, it's another it's thing they don't put on the telly. Yeah. No, it's it's true, so, I mean, when they have it, and, and again, and I know I go on about coverage all the time, but they've all got the same sickness. It's like, it was the COVID, it's the, 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 the COVID, okay. Covid virus has gone around all of the television coverage of all motorsport. So Channel 5's coverage of rally driving, they show a car and then they have 20 minutes of some twerp talking to a tree and giving you very exciting news about how flowers are growing and look at my shirts and look at let's do a piece on the team. No, get off, put the cameras on the man muddy track and show us what the drivers are doing. Because that's the thing, it's like showing football and having the pitch of a hot dog stand for two hours and a couple of kicks of a ball. It's pointless. See, do you think it's it's gotten better (laughs) since it's gone to Wales? Or do you think it needs to be across the country Uh, again? Well, it needs to be across the country. I mean, mean, really, in one sense, where it is doesn't change how bad the coverage is. But yeah. in terms of it being accessible to, to people going to see it, it's got to be everywhere. I mean, yeah. I live where they do it. You know, well, I used to live in the middle of Conway, and you'd hear these massive noises, and it yeah. was some kind of show thing they did of, of people turning up. But no one knew. I didn't know. Nobody knew. And I worked with, with, a, with a rally driver at the time. That makes, that makes me think, is that another kind of agenda of the kind of PC kind of green brigade, and um, well, you know, because they don't like motorsport, they don't like you know petrol power and any kind of thing like that, and it and that kind of harks back to the kind of um, time when it was, you know, you kind of know oh, it's it's kind of frowned upon. To be I don't know. I, I'm not sure that's it because really this lot came in before the big upsurgence of the likes of um, that girl that's going to be oh, the, you know new Mother Teresa. Oh, Greta Thunberg. That's it. And all that kind of stuff. Um, for sitting with a plaque on her ass outside of somewhere instead of going to school. Now um, she's, a co- she's a COVID expert with CNN. Oh, I don't care. I know. That's, 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 <laughs> that's worse than putting, yeah. than putting thingy on Channel 4 to, to take you through the racing. The yeah. X 
F4 driver yeah. who, who didn't get through half a season of F4 because of his terrible accident. Oh, yeah, Billy... Um, Billy Munger, Billy Munger. So they put the lad, nice enough lads, don't get me wrong, but they put him doing the analysis. And yeah. it's like, I just press mute because I'm not interested in what he has to say. Why? No. Because I don't think he knows anything. He knows more about racing necessarily in the car than I do because you've been doing it... No. But he was, he's, how old is he? 15? 16? Uh, yeah, probably... Literally. Yeah, you know, the yeah. joke idea, they're all 13. He's literally that age. Yeah, it does seem a lot. <clears throat> and it's Definitely. like, DC saying something. That guy knows what he's talking about. Mark Webber saying something. That guy knows what he's talking yeah. about. Wellstrat saying something. Shut up, you moron. <laughs> um, Ted Kravitz spent yeah. hours and hours and hours and hours around yeah. F1 and all this kind of stuff. Showing he knows something. Even James, Mar uh, James thingy. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, James Allen. James, James Allen. Allen. Do what he was talking about. He really did. He really went yeah. into it. Even Crofty, who irritates the hell out of me, knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Even yeah. though he comes out with nonsense. No. Though, though less than the Channel 4 guy that partners called yeah. DC. Uh, he just is like, bring back Murray Wolf. It's, cool, I mean, it's like, <sighs> it, they deliberately put these kind of very politically correct, or kind of very... There's neutral, well, they're just bland. Just not, yeah, they're very, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. They're, they're very just, bland. And just every day presented. They don't look at the screen. Yeah, I mean, at least when it was Jim, when it was Jim Rosenthal, it was actually really funny. And mm. Jordan, because that's what Jonathan used to say. Who the hell is he, Tony Jordan? You know, <laughs> Jordan. Oh yeah, because Jordan, Jordan's been around for years. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so he knows it. Yeah, I mean, very good. You yeah. think Eddie Irvine, not Eddie Irvine, Eddie Jordan knows stuff, and he knows stuff. He just can't communicate it because he yeah. just annoys the hell out of him. Didn't he? Is, <laughs> I think he's a he's a love or hate kind of personality. I don't yeah, like I, I, I don't I hate him. him. I just hate him on the telly. Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, you can get enough of the banter or the kind of that that whole thing that goes on with him normally. When he was on Top Gear, he was like that. Um, I think that was that was the issue. But. Um, <laughs> And says the only thing that she knows about COVID is it makes you bad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so they've got these people. It's like a symbol, and you know, okay, they're giving the guy, the kid, something to do, and all that kind of stuff. I get all that. Um, but the point of the the channel, she's got no idea of what she's doing. Oh yeah, that's what you mean. Uh, Billy yeah, I'm going back. I'm sticking stone away from that. That's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's too boring to handle. Um, <laughs> that's just, you know, whatever. Oh, it's... Billy Munger mm -hmm. telling me about the lines and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, I don't... Yeah. It's not It's not a, a, um, a believable expert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you'd had a very young Ayrton Senna who had just joined Lotus and was off and, and was telling you what the analysis was like, you would probably take him a lot more seriously because he just won in But he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> exactly, you know. Because he would have gone, this is stupid. You know? <laughs> what are you doing this for? <laughs> Idiots. You know, he wouldn't, wouldn't have put up with it. Because when eventually, if Senna had lived, and when he had, you know, eventually he would have retired, you kind of wonder how he would have approached Formula One after that um, and the kind of demand he would have had to do, you know, kind of his expertise on, on racing <clears> and, and what, what he would have done. What do you think he would have done? I'm just thinking of, of people that are similar and the way they've approached it. You get the ones that like to stir. Uh -huh. So you get your Rosbergs who likes to just 
say things. I mean, especially if it's against Hamilton, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a brand, isn't it? Yeah, I am Hamilton's yeah. enemy, so I will say something controversial about Hamilton, you know. Uh, and you get Eddie Swerving Irving, who just likes to talk about his arse, <laughs> while hanging on to some semi-naked lady, you know, and dyeing his hair white. The, the latest photograph I saw of the idiot. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he, he used to be entertaining, but he's not even entertaining anymore. It's just, will you shut up? Uh, a bit like me, really. And then... But then you get the likes of, let's say, I tell you what, Mark, Mark Webber. Because Mark Webber doesn't pull any punches. He refuses to just, he refuses to sort of be the, 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 the yeah, he is good. I diplomatic, nicey, nicey guy. He's as Australian as they come. It's like, well, that was crap, wasn't it? And, you know, it's just, and I think, it, and, but he's also quite thoughtful. So a sort of a mix, mixture of, 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 of Mark Webber and Jacques Villeneuve, I think, is what Ayrton Senna would be. Aye, aye. Uh, that sort of uh, outside of the system refusing to, to, to fit in uh-huh. while being very, I suppose, spiritually deep about what's going on and knowledgeable. You know, mix all that lot together. And I reckon that will be your sort of... Ayrton yeah. said it as a pundit. Yeah, does that, that make, does that sound right? Yeah, that would have been quite amazing. I think that would have been. Really? I think that would have been, uh, and I'm sure he would have done some, dropped some bombshells as well in there. He would he have, would. he would have had his mates, you know, say right, make sure you say this at a particular time. I, I've told you before, but he did that with James Hunt. He said during the French Grand Prix, um, make sure you find the right time and tell everyone on the on the BBC or all the viewers. That he had just got a contract. He'd offered to drive for Frank Williams for free, as long as so that he could drive alongside Prost in 1993. And and so James James Hunt announced this um, when the race actually stopped. I remember the French Grand Prix because it stopped. It was a very wet race, and they stopped the race. It was red flagged, um, and uh, Murray Walker was trying to keep everything going as nothing was happening. And then he handed the mic over to James, and then James <laughs> he just went because they had one mic, didn't they? They yeah. shared the mic. Yeah. Uh, and that was the bombshell, and then that was it. <laughs> that was it. Well, you see, I reckon that what it because I, I was looking at something earlier. Aunt sent me this little uh, video of silly moments. Someone started a channel, which is that's okay. Uh, memes of F one stuff, you know, and, and embarrassing moments, part one and two. And in one of them, it's it's Kenny Rockin in interviews. There's one guy where he pushes a he pushes the Silverstone. He pushes a photographer over. And everyone's going, oh, that's terrible. But if you actually look what happened, the photographer, he's trying to take his hat, helmet off. Mm. He's got his gear on the ground. The guy comes up, stands on his back, in his face, and he's taking it whatever it is, on the grid. Yeah, yeah. And he just goes, get away from me. And the guy falls over. It's just, it, it, it bashed into his face with his camera. He was standing on his stuff. Aye, aye. Yeah, it's kind of like, right, and I don't give, get away from you, know, idiot. Uh, but then in this interview, um, you know the guy on Sky, it's, I think it was him, the guy that's the football pundit guy that they keep having on the Sky videos. Oh, um, is he the Scottish chap? Yeah. He, and he does a lot of interviews. I too. think it was him. Aye. And um, <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, is it, the guy comes out with nonsense, you know, it's like he had no clue. Uh, and he did exactly the same. He, he's got Kimmy, he goes... 
Do you think you've got the same passion for a second World Championship as you had for your first? And Mikey, and he's got his sunglasses on, and he goes... He goes, he's dirty, he looked like... The hell? He goes, come, come on. And walks off, and he just walks away from him. Nice. Can you imagine Senna asking that kind of question? I can't. I can't imagine Senna asking something so stupid. Well, seemingly Senna was quite hard to interview in terms of if you, if you asked him a really stupid question, he um, would do the same. He would be really upset. Um, but if you asked him a really good question, because um, I, I remember watching one of the old videos that he did, um, and somebody asked him, um, could you drive a race? entirely almost like a qualifying session you know like lap after lap lap record you know trying to get full speed yeah and the thing is he didn't write it off um he i remember you see him kind of take a, a, a kind of put his head back put his, his hand you know his, his, his hand up to his mouth uh, or his on his chin and think about it and then he says yes there are situations in a race where you would drive it like a, a continual qualifying hmm. um so you got really good honest answers which i yeah. really really like you and, know? and to me, that's the point of an interview. You learn something new. Why ask the same old questions? Learn something new. Think of something different to say. That's why I hate them when they go, how do you feel about your wing? Uh, and normally you would see it, he'd be still winning his race suit, half undone, and he's just come off the track into his caravan uh, or his truck motorhome and, that, and that's it. So it's quite good kind of listening to all of that. He had real emotion. You know, it was, it was it was something about listening to them. This is why I love love it when they they follow them up into that room and you uh, and if they've got the mic right, you can hear what they're saying to each other. Oh, it's brilliant! That's one. Of I them. mean, look, remember that thing when Weber and Vettel, the multi twenty one thing, yeah. and he's going multi twenty one, Sid, multi twenty. Hello, <laughs> you know, you never would have got that. When Hamilton threw the uh, cap at Rosberg, and he threw it, threw it back. <laughs> that was it, you know. Come on, yeah, it's just you wouldn't get, you don't get that kind of thing in an interview. One of the things I saw earlier was I don't know, Seb was going on about something, blah 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 blah, and they come to Bottas up next to him and said, "What do you think about this, Valtteri?" And he went, "I don't know, I'm listening." <laughs> Like, yes! Because uh, it was a 10 minute whatever the hell. Yeah. What's it going to do with him? Yeah. Why would, would you be listening to the idiots that was next to just beat you in the race? No. I think oh, this is fantastic. I wish they'd had the grid, the grid walks um, when it was the time of Gerhard Berger. Because he would have been very funny. Because wherever he was. I the grid, loved him. What's some of the Austrians? Yeah, they've got a good sense of humour. And, and he would have said, I'm going to win the race. But you said you're on like 12th. Yes, I'm going to win the race. You know, you know, I was like, he would have said something and wind it all up. Oh, I loved him. He was so good. He, he had a good philosophy of life, didn't he? He understood yeah. and of course, what living was all about. He and Senna were great friends and played crazy, crazy practical jokes. Did you hear the one about the frog? And, uh, no. It was, um, uh, similarly, Senna was quite superstitious. Um, yes, yes. Was was. About things, kind of being in his room, and he, he hated bugs and all sorts of things. So they were living. They were at this <laughs> Portugal or somewhere. Um, and Gerhard Berger went to the hotel manager and said, "Look, we want to play a prank on Senna." And I don't know if it was the night before the race or whatever, or before, or, or a few days before, um, probably before the race. I would have thought. Um, and uh, he, they got they were on a golf course, and they got the chap, uh, one of the golf members of staff, to go around and pick up all these frogs. That were on these in the ponds in the golf course, um, and to put them in his room, like under his bed, 
all over his room. Um, and uh, there were going to be, I think it was like 29 or 39 of them or something like that. Um, and so, of course, then I came into the room and found these frogs everywhere. And he went absolutely mental. And he and he got the, you know, sort of like getting me the cleaners and the housekeeping. And so everyone was, was desperately trying to find all these frogs. And he says there's definitely 40 of them because they found... Um, you know, thirty-nine of them, and he was—he was assured that it would be forty superstitious, <coughs> and he didn't like an odd number. Um, so he wanted to make sure that they were all—they were all caught. And of course, Berger knew this, so he means he only put like thirty-eight in them. Terrible man! You know, but so they were playing constant uh, pranks on each other when they were at McLaren. Um, I know. mean, isn't isn't Gunter Steiner uh, Austrian? He is, isn't he? Yeah, well, he, I like him. And from the, those bits of the Drive to Survive show, where the show him at home. Mm-hmm. This is why I love the guy. He's the same at home as he is in the office. But you know, they really insult him, mind you. They really. In, I was watching that one, and, and there's a bit where I think I was saying last week where Total Wolf was talking to him um, and saying we were going, they were going to go into some big meeting, and Total Wolf says to him, "I hope you're not going to say anything stupid about it." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I thought, well, that's a bit, uh, a bit harsh because he's. You know. I tell you what, the Austrians have got a very wicked sense of humour. I mean, I've known a few Austrians from my time in Germany, and you know, the, the stereotype of German sense of humour—they have one. It's just not like ours. Yeah, the yeah. Austrians is much more like ours. It's very, yeah. it's quite wicked. It's very uh, ironic, like yeah. ours is. So if you can imagine a German with sort of a sense of irony. Austria, <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, I love the country. I love, I love all of that. Those kind of places. I, um, I guess you know I do. But it, yeah, yeah I, I, I think they're great. There's a character there. They're not all plastic. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. The, the worst thing that's happened to Formula One, apart from this over monetization they've done now, where you can't watch it anymore. Yeah, that has to change. <clears throat> change at some point. They're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to do something. But, but, for everybody so, watching, for everybody watching, put watching. in a comment or hit like if you think that um, it should be put back to terrestrial TV as well, so that people who who want to watch it on normal television shouldn't have to pay. I don't mind adverts um, at the, at before the start and after the end. Mm. Um, give us a like if you think it should be. Um, if you if you think. Uh, or oh, even if they brought even if they brought pay to view down to a reasonable cost. because it's a you lot know I, I pay for Amazon Prime. I, I I have paid for Netflix monthly. I pay for um, whatever that other thing it's called. Oh come on, it's the Sky stuff that's on now TV. I won't pay twenty five or thirty four pounds as it actually is a month. A month. Yeah. To watch. The races, I won't. Uh, as much as I enjoy Formula One, and I'm finding it so frustrating. Um, oh, here's our question tonight. Do you think F1 should be put lower? Oh, you've just you. I've just written that. You got me reading that. You got me reading that. I should uh, read the name above it. But anyway, it's, it's just the coverage is so poor now anyway, and they're asking us to pay more for it. Yeah. Or is it that they're making the terrestrial stuff so poor, so that when you see a bit of the sky, you go, well, that's, that's quite good. Yeah. And I say, oh, it's worth the money, because it isn't. I would if the world is paying for it, they're getting their cash, right? Yeah. Yeah. Biggest spectator sport in the world. Yeah. If all of those people are paying a little bit, they're getting the money. Hmm. Oh, well, they, make, they make billions out of it. Yeah. And that, that's why they had to have something during COVID, because they had to have some <coughs> form of 
of racing or something. I mean, okay, they did the virtual attempt, um, but that that was it, you know. But um, it's kind of, but that 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 was a mixture, really. Well, uh, they didn't take it seriously and they didn't do it properly. No. Formula E did. Yeah. Formula E really showed Formula One up, and I I put it in one of their silly. But I think there's a lot of a lot of motorsport missed missed the edge there, and that's why things like a set of Corsa on the PlayStation, where people like David Perel, and also now you know it's on it's on uh, it's on PC as well. Um, but they've now got GT4 cars as well as GT3 racing. That has boomed. I mean, the amount of people playing that and watching that, mm. and it's going on. I mean, is the SimGrid, which is David Perel's most recent uh, project, which is encouraging amateur and professional sim drivers. To have championship events and they have they have prizes and all sorts of things for that. Um, so it's uh, they actually asked if I would help steward be a steward on that, but I couldn't quite do it for the, all the timing that was required. Mm. Um, but it's it's a big you know that that's actually done a much more serious attempt at making the kind of virtual esports very very well, good. <clears throat> if you go back to when we were doing our little commentaries on it, and we we did a commentary one night on the pro race, didn't we? Yeah. Now. Uh, there's a really interesting thing you can learn from those two races that night alone. That you can that you can see that about how, the the little amount of effort they needed to put into it to make it much much better. The pro race was awesome. Same program, yeah. Same equipment, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it was brilliant. And what was different? They were all racers. They yeah. weren't peeing about. There were no cricketers, footballers, golfers, nurses. Doctors, you're a granny off the street because it might be funny. Yeah, yeah. There were none of that nonsense. And damage was on. So they couldn't cheat. Yeah. It was a race. This is what they didn't seem to understand. We didn't want to watch some foolish entertainment. We wanted to watch racing. And the yeah. pro race was that. And I actually found it quite exciting. I don't tell anybody because I've got an image to keep up about not liking virtual racing. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling yeah. Whereas the, the other race, the, it only got vaguely interesting when you started getting that race at the front. Aye. Because George Russell took it seriously, uh, uh, Charlotte Clerk took it seriously, and Lando Norris took it seriously, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Gutierrez. They were bashing, the, they were really, really racing. But it yeah. still spoiled it that they were cheating, and it still spoiled it that they could get damaged, couldn't get damaged. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't great. Yeah. That that was all that had to change and it would have been a step up, a big step up. I think they I, I hope that they do some more e races to be fair. And I know mm -hmm. that they covered the last time they had them all in one in one studio. And that was quite good because it had a bit more atmosphere because everybody's in the studio oh, yeah. and they've all they all do it together and it's quite fun and they tend to do them at big tracks as well mm -hmm. at the um, at the G at the G P circuit. Because um, that's got the facilities for them, and at, at Monza as well, they did some racing there, um, which was pretty good fun. Um, so hopefully they'll do that. But I, I think one of the one the races that I would have really liked to have seen, and there were rumours that they were going to do it, was the Formula W race. You know, they were going to do. Yes, yeah, you've uh, said that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why that never happened. I was, I, I'm very surprised that they didn't do that because you think they all easily could have gotten sim, uh, sim setups in their houses or whatever to to be able to race. And get on with it. Uh, well, better still, get rid of all of the comedy races in the F1 race. And put and some of them in there. Put the women in it. Yeah, that would have been a All these things they keep talking about, about equality. All the things, oh, we're going to have this and we're going to do that. And it's all yeah, equality. Yeah. Great. Do something about it. The easiest thing you could do is to 
Give them all one SIM thing, make sure they've got a good internet connection, and show them in that race, take the damage off. Yeah. See what happens then. See if they can get if they can beat Lando Norris. See if they can beat Anthony Davidson. See if they can beat the blokes. Yeah, it would have been equal equipment because they're all the same. You can't. Everything's the same then. Yeah. And then talk and about how you're serious about equality. You can't. Yeah, I think quite a few of them would have done pretty well. Uh, yeah, they would have. Uh, they were the racing. Yeah. Was I actually really missed the series. I think. Last year's last year's championship was good to watch. Um, mm. I, I didn't like the circuit. Great races, really feisty, fiery yeah. races, weren't they? Yeah, superb. Just but what the, you want to see. And the promise of them doing it with the Grand Prix this year, I thought, was excellent. They were going to be in Mexico and in Texas, and hopefully they'll do that next year. Uh, but I do. Yeah, that's so. a prize winner. That is a viewer winner. You know, that that's a view winner in terms of um, audience. I think mm. a lot. Of would actually tune in to, 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 to watch that, you know. And then this whole thing about having someone for a girl to look up to and go, I want to do that, which I get, you know, I get that. <clears throat> you know, I, 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 I used to look at Einstein and go, oh, that's amazing. No, it, didn't, it wasn't that he was a man or a woman. It was more to do with the way he went about it and the, st the stuff that he did that I was yeah. amazed with. It, you yeah. know, I, I also thought Marie Curie was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, you know that—that's the kind of person I am. Some people are different. I get that. But if you've got them, if you last year we the world was was introduced to the Formula W and it was great and people were watching it and telling other people about it and it starts to get like I say the ball rolling and then you're going to get the likes of your daughter go, hey dad, you see that Jamie Chadwick? She's great. The new. That's my Scottish actress. She's my personal daughter. There we go. Yeah, that's it. I would like to go down to Leeds and see what that simulation's like for free. Yeah. I, I did have a very funny thought that because it was all kind of Formula W and all for women, that could you imagine if instead of um, Ted Kravitz being the race analyzer and walking down the pits, you know, and telling, saying hello to everyone, if that had been Rick Mail, that would have been hilarious, you know. <laughs> what Rick Mail? Because he was kind of, well, he wasn't rude and crude, but he'd be very funny. He well, he was, was in the young one. Yeah, yeah I suppose he was in everything. Yeah, that's a good point. That kind of thing, it would be quite funny. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a disaster. It would have been a disaster, but it would have been Can hilarious. Can you imagine Mr. Alan Bastard, <laughs> pit lane reporter? That's <laughs> just. <laughs> it would have been. Just screaming, <laughs> punching people. <laughs> what do you like? Oh, that would have been hilarious. But um, but that was just one of the funny ideas I had. Um, <laughs> what, like modernising Rush? <laughs> Pal, you've got to watch it. <laughs> Modern <laughs> if you modernise one of the greatest bands ever. And you are... Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, right, on a slightly more serious note. <laughs> sort of. Like, I'll try not to rant. I just like... I saw, I saw that. My red barchetta. We say say barchetta, but they're Canadian. They can't help it. They make up for it in other ways. Um, they're, <laughs> they're, one of the th they're known as several things. The biggest cult band ever. Uh, the biggest band that you've probably never heard of. Because they utterly refused to uh, compromise their principles. They, they didn't sell out for money, so they never made a big, big, big. But, you know, I've sat in two halls where 10,000 people were sitting listening to them on a multi, worldwide multi-stop um, tour, twice. <laughs> okay. And they've been doing the Formula 69 
Neil Peart joined in 74. So they've been going a while and they, they only stopped in that concert series I went to in, in 2014, the uh, Clockwork Angels tour, which is the video I sent you with that older one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they, nobody knew that was going to be the last series, but they're like 63 years old and they're physically, I mean, if you look at the drums, I don't know if you watched that one, if you look at the drummer, Neil Peart, who's widely regarded as one of the best drummers ever, and if you see him drumming, you can get why. It was taking such a physical toll on his body, what he was doing, he just couldn't do it anymore. What they didn't know is he was quite ill as well, and he died this January of a brain tumour. Right. That it was announced, which paid me off a bit. Uh, but that, that was the last thing. And then after that, they were in, inducted into the uh, Rock Hall of Fame. But it took 50 years. Do you know, and uh, if you've seen the crowd, there's, there's loads of stuff on YouTube, you see the crowd, and they are elated but livid. You know, there, there's lots of sort of famous people swearing, why is it taking this beeping long? <laughs> and, and Rush came up, and one of them did a, a speech where he just went, blah, 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 That's the guitarist. He's just nuts. He wouldn't, they weren't taking it seriously at all because we've had that career too late. <laughs> But as part of it, the Foo Fighters did a cover, well, in, more of an impression of one of their songs, right? All right, all right. And that was Red Barquetta, was it? No, no. Oh, God. Well, this is the point I'm about to make. They did what, the one song they could play. Uh-huh. And they'd been practising for months. It's... <laughs> there's no one out there that can play their music. That's... The point. Yeah, quite tricky here and there. Oh yeah, and if you, I'd like I put in my email to you, the, the lead singer yeah. is the lead singer, and he's playing the bass guitar, and he's a damn good bassist, and he's playing the keyboard. Sometimes he stops and plays the keyboard. When he's playing the bass, he's using the foot pedals. All right, all right, all right. Every single sound that comes out of that music is live. They don't have backing tracks. It's all yeah. live. Yeah. And. So they got the Foo Fighters, they did their thing, and they were wearing like wigs to make them look like the dodgy ones when they were in the 70s, because they just looked so weird. The blonde one had hair down here, I mean, in 77 or something, it was just frightening. But <laughs> I suppose everybody was like that in those days. And they're doing it, and they did a passable job. It wasn't as good, and it was palpably not as good, yeah. but they were okay. I have seen two sets of videos of cover, you know, these, uh, what do they call them? Uh, uh, oh. Bands are kind of... Yeah, yeah like Beyond yeah. Again is for ABBA, you know, they were uh, not cover. Oh, um, thingy artists. Tribute, tribute acts. Yeah, tribute bands, yeah, yeah. And they were very good, but it took five of them to do the same job, including a woman to sing the voice style of Geddy Lee's Lisa. It's like... They couldn't do it with just three of them. They had to get more people in, you know what I mean? And and they only play Rush. They are seriously good musicians, and they are unique in the way they do it. So if you modernised it, it would turn it into Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Kylie Minogue sings Red Barchetta. No. That was only only a a, a phrase to trigger you. Was it? Which it did. Evil man. Now, we better talk about... And motorsport. Are we going to talk about anyone that is currently in a red car? Could we? What do you think of Vettel and the announcement that potentially he might be going to Racing Point? Bullshit. He has said that he's had loose talks with them. 
Well, yeah, he's had loose talks with everybody. Please give me a race when he killed. It's the only way I can win. I don't think he deserved four world championships in the first place. Okay, I think he was fast, but so was Mark Webber. Mark Webber nearly beat him, uh, but he wasn't the darling of the team. Yeah. They were in the fastest car, right? Mm -hmm. Just like Damon Hill was in the fastest car and he got one world champion over Schumacher. Well, one championship over Schumacher. Um, Hamilton and Alonso nearly beat him and they were in cell cars. Yeah, yeah. You know, people go to four times world champion. Yes, he is in the fastest car of his generation. That's like saying, you know, <clears throat> if Hamilton had oh, somebody from Racing Point nearly beat him every year that he's won his championships and beat, yeah. you know, nobody would be saying, they'll be saying, oh, he did it because he's in his fastest car. Yeah. yeah. You know, or possibly because he's in the fastest car. He's been so dominant shows that it's not just that he's in the fastest car. Yes, he is in the fastest car, but he's also better than ever. It's like the points he's had has been so far ahead of everybody else, yeah, yeah. Uh, including his teammate, <clears throat> who's been allowed to race him. You know, it, 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 Vettel's not had that. Vettel's been challenged every time he got a world championship, and he got he got it by a point. Yeah, um, cool. So it's not turned Ferrari around. Even if he goes to, to uh, Angel Delight, Team Angel Delight, <laughs> yeah. should it be Mangel Delight for Mercedes Angel Delight? Um, <clears throat> even if he goes there, what difference does he make? Like, it's always because he's going to be Aston Martin, they want a four times world champion uh, to give it the halo effect. No, they don't. Aston Martin's got more history than uh, Ferrari. They've been yeah. around longer than Ferrari have. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's ridiculous to think that someone that fifty percent of the population think doesn't deserve four world champions ships mm. English <clears throat> is going to suddenly lift them up somehow. The world loves Astons; it's just they don't make any money. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. They've got a new four by four though. Wants <clears throat> a new but um, but it's interesting. But I was reading on Autosport that. Perez has actually been approached by another Formula One team um, when they heard that uh, Vettel was pretending <coughs> to take a seat there. <coughs> he says he doesn't, you know, he's always got a contract in place. You never know what might happen. Did, so did, I, uh, did they say who? Was there no, any hints? Did they do a source very close to a brick by the road as they walked past have stated, I was looking at one website trying to find out how much money Perez brings. And uh, in 2017, he, he brought 15 million euros in sponsorship to Force India, as it was then. Uh, I found one figure of $30 million for this year for wow. Racing Point, yeah. uh, with the big sponsors he has, which include world, one of the world's richest men, a guy called Carlos Slim, mm -hmm. uh, two telecom, huge Mexican telecom companies, the Mexican government, <clears throat> you would mention some kind of oil concerns as well. Serious money. He's a pay driver. He's just, he's a good one. He's one that deserves yeah. to be there on merit also. Yeah. <clears throat> and they haven't got, yeah, Vettel's not going to be bringing any money in. No. So it's not going to cost them $30 million. It's going to cost them $30 million just plus, plus the amount they're going to pay. Yeah. Uh, so Vettel. it must be some kind of, unless, so, I mean, imagine that Vettel <clears throat> will have some personal sponsors coming with him. That will be on his suit, you know, for his race suit and stuff. So a lot of those, those might transfer. 
some Munich Lederhosen manufacturer. You can see why the, the Mercedes option has closed a long time ago. That was never really an option. It was never so, open. But for him to get into the <laughs> Mercedes is, is, his, is his nearest attempt at getting but into But he's not going to win a championship with it, which is what he wants. Yeah. He went to well, Ferrari because people say, oh, everybody wants to go to Ferrari because it's Ferrari. Who wouldn't? Well, Jackie Stewart didn't want it. And he won yeah. three world championships and nearly won three others. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, with, without ever having a contract with Ken Tyrrell on, for that matter, it was all, all on a handshake because they were yeah. honourable people, unlike many of them today. <coughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, he went there because he wanted to do a Schumacher and turn the team around and win more world championships, just like Alonso mm. did. And neither of them did because that wasn't yeah. quite how it worked. Yeah, Flav, Flavio Briatore. Have you heard what he said about it yesterday? No, no, I haven't. Oh, we love Flav. Good old Flav. Still looking like a fat scarecrow. Yeah, he's um, very funny. <clears throat> fat scarecrow eyeing up the ladies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> imagine some of a porn version of Fat yeah. Wizard of Oz. This kind of... Yeah. Flav really would be in it. Yeah, Robbie kind of version. He says, just about how good a driver is, the most he brings is about two tenths of a second to a car. Yeah. I'm not, no, 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 how, I mean, he's talking about Alonso going to Renault. That's what he was yeah. talking about. But the, the yeah. same could be said to Vettel going to yeah, yeah, Mans yeah. with wheels. Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, we'll have to see what happens about that um, and see if it goes any further. Um, or if it's just if that's if it's just a rumor and that's can, all that happens. I mean, you can say never say never, but oh, it's just—it's ridiculous. He should it's retire now. Yeah, yeah. Well, as it's, it's, um, Vettel was saying about the new Ferrari updates, they are not a game changer. No, that, but they never um, would be. Again, there's all these things going on. Uh, lots of where you vote. What are they called? Polls. Uh, Oh, is um, Matteo Bonotto, should he be looking for a job and all this kind of stuff? And this has been the problem for Horry for years. They keep sacking people. They're like the England football team, for goodness sake. In the 80s and 90s and the what, noughties and all that kind of stuff. I know enough about football to know that every time they lost from it, everyone went, that's terrible, sacking. Really good to get behind someone and give me confidence. Well, I don't think Binotto is going to be fired. And they're all saying what they should be doing is concentrating on the 2022 car. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone told me how do they know he's not? Just because he's bringing updates to try and make this car more competitive, uh, how how do they know they're not putting eighty percent of their resources into developing uh, the twenty twenty two car? Yeah, Ross Braun didn't stop developing the the V eight Mercedes mm. while making sure that the V six Mercedes that was coming up was going to be the uh, fastest thing on the grid. Yeah, by a long Did way. Yeah. By a long yeah. way. And it's yeah. because he had the resources to devote to it. As yeah. have Ferrari, they are huge. They're yeah. not yeah. McLaren who are struggling, or Williams who have got no money, bless them, or Renault or whatever. They're humongous. Yeah. Yeah. They can do both. Well, they were saying they, actually, at one point, they were making £400 million a year. Just out of the Ferrari merchandise. Yeah, I can believe it. I mean, that is huge, you know, and Ferrari bank, sorry, Fiat bankrolled everything else. So, because they don't have much money they made for the cars. I think, I think they have, I mean, they've made some serious money from the cars nowadays. 
Mm. Um, but uh, but, but that's, is worth that. that's a fair chunk. You'll know the answer to this, and this is what makes Ferrari unique, okay? Absolutely unique. And it's a model that's kind of been copied by McLaren. I'm going to just quickly open this thing. Carry on, carry on. Yeah. I, was, I was going to ask you a question, and the question was this. Uh -huh. Why was Ferrari started? The, the, the team. Why was the team Ferrari, Scuderia Ferrari, which was started in 1938 and changed its name back to Scuderia Ferrari because that name was owned by Alfa Romeo, blah, 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 <coughs> when uh, years later. Why was it formed? What, what was its purpose? Why was it there? It was not to beat Alfa Romeo, was it not? It was, no. Yeah. No, that's one thing it did. It wasn't, yeah. but that was not its point. Its point was to go racing. Mm -hmm. Enzo Ferrari was the, the manager and the team of, of the works Alfa Romeo racing team, and that was why the name Scuderia Ferrari couldn't be used initially by him because Scuderia Ferrari was the Ferrari team. It's like having the Sauber team. Yeah, yeah. This is the same kind of idea. And then mm -hmm. what happened is that he got so sick and tired of Alfa Romeo and Mussolini and all that kind of nonsense going on. He went, going now, took his chief engineer and everything, and he folded the team. Sold it back to Alfa Romeo, which became Alfa Corsa, hmm. um, and then started a new company whose sole purpose was to carry on racing, yeah. but with his own with his with his with own, own cars, cars. Yeah. not backed by Alfa Romeo. But it's the same design. Yeah, same designers. Enzo Ferrari, and that design, and the designer that made the first Ferraris racing cars was the guy that designed the Alfa One Five Eight, Alfetta. It was his car. <laughs> he even he even put it back together post World War Two for Alfa Romeo, Aye. because they knew how. Wow! So that they could go racing, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're like that. Yeah. And this is unique. They're not a car company that goes racing, and they never have been. Mm -hmm. They're a racing team that happens to make some cars. That's why yeah, all the resources are there for racing. Yes, they make some cracking cars and some ones I don't like, but <clears throat> at least that's not their point. They're F1 cars, they're racing cars, they go racing. So this that's the, the idea, whereas McLaren were a racing team that sort of went, oh, we can make some cars, because they made the McLaren F1, which was just yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then they yeah. went, maybe we can make some money, you know, they're... Bahrainian oil millions and all this kind of stuff right. when we can make some cash out of it. But they put too much into that and not enough into the team. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's kind of Ferrari yeah. have never done that. I mean they right. screw up, but it's all there. The big yeah. factory in Moderna, the big you know, oh, it's Magella, Magella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the museum's supposed to be amazing. But yeah. I'd love to go to the Alfa Romeo Museum. That's one of the things I'd really like to go and see that one. And it's just we've been like, been redone. There was a big advert on it. I need to. I've downloaded the video, so I'm going to put that onto a video soon as well because it is pretty good. But we've been going for 50 minutes. <laughs> I think we've covered most of the motorsport headlines. Have along we? With pretty much everything else that's there, unless you've got other. Is there, was was there something else? Was there something? Oh yeah. Um, so Ricardo had been asked to. Help Alonso get back into racing by letting him have his car a bit. All right. Yeah, car know. sharing. <laughs> and this is another reason why I like Ricardo. He went, no. <laughs> 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 he 
No chance. No, forget it. So Alonso's now sitting in on meetings and he's texting them and telling them to do stuff. But Ricardo's like, and they're like, this is what I like the best. The quote is, I was asked to help Alonso. Fernando Alonso doesn't need any help. <laughs> which is, that's it. Which is true. And um, who was who was uh, Pat Simmons? I wonder where Pat Simmons has gone because he was he was the, the Renault chief yeah. engineer, uh-huh. technical director. He ended up in Williams, and Williams were getting a bit better with him there. But he kind of disappeared. I wonder where he's gone. Well, he's yeah. now he's now the FIA technical guy. Ah, right. I wondered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in an interview very recently, he was said about Alonso. He said Alonso is one of the most adaptable people and, and one of the fastest adapting people he'd ever be, met. Right. Right. He, he gets in the car and bang, he's immediately, he can do everything brilliantly. You know, that's why he gets so much more out of the a, a difficult car because yeah. he can adapt yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need any help. And I just love the way that he kind of said, no, 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 no. no I've gone next year. I know it's interesting, isn't it? Because Ricardo, he did quite well over the weekend. I mean, it was it was consistent, kept it up yeah. there, got into the points, um, and uh, was up right up with the, with the 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 um, racing points at the end of it. Did, did he, quite well. He, yeah, he was he was uh, unlucky not to get another point, another couple of places, wasn't he? Yeah, because he got so, last lapped by Lando. Yeah, last lap, lap. Oh, excuse me, Lando. Right. And then the, with the Perez and his. Uh, should have got a penalty because he hit Albon manoeuvre <clears throat> and losing his front wing. And it was, was it photo finish, the three cars on the long yeah, line? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Excellent. it's quite something. What I thought well, yeah. we would do um, for this Sunday, just for our viewers and our listeners, is that we might maybe do highlights of the racing perhaps later on. Because hmm. I know you get it on Channel 4 a bit later, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see around six or something. Yeah, we'll see because I, I could probably get that live to be fair on my channel four, isn't it? Yeah, you um, just get channel four. I think channel you can go four. channel four live. Um, so we might do something on that <clears> a bit later because I think like having about an hour and a half, two hours is quite long for the 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 coverage. Um, mm. But I think about maybe half an hour, forty five minutes is probably enough to, to make it all work. These days, it's an hour. I think they're allowed to how to use an hour. Well, that's not so bad then. With so adverts, they've got adverts as well. But it used to be yeah. forty-five minutes, but they yeah. and it used to be fur, have to be further back from the race. They've yeah. allowed it to be a little bit closer and a little bit longer, so that's. Ah, it's about two and a half hours behind. Yeah, isn't it's it? like so little bread comes. There you go, yeah. you little poor people. I'm a little <laughs> bit. But so though, so we'll do that on Sunday then at some point. We'll get that sort. <clears> I'm not commentating on Steve Jones though, because he'll just annoy me. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's all right. We can mainly just do the racing, just get the racing and see what happens. Excellent. And kind of highlight program <clears throat> there. But you've been listening yes. to the Car Simon Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my wonderful co-host as ever, Andrew Marr. <clears throat> it's time to drive fast and try not to crash. By your side. Oh, and remember, get in oh. touch with SimTrack. SimTrack. <laughs> Book in your free session. Free session, one hour. It's in Leeds. They've got some nice beer in Leeds. But don't get the beer beforehand because you shouldn't sim and drive.